Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau, and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work Life Wine Time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. <laughs> Hi, hi, and welcome to today's episode. Today I have here Kelly Mevel from Jam Creatives, who um, will be talking about owning your creative process. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Dora. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on today. I love talking about creative processes. Like, it's just, it, it, I don't know, I just love it. You know, being a creative me myself. <laughs> Um, before we jump into it, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, uh, I am Kelly Neville and my business is, yes, Jam Creatives. And I've started my business about four years ago and um, I basically did the whole pivot once having children, just needed to own my own space as a designer um, a bit more from the corporate world in the design realm, it can be long hours. And I just really looked forward to working with business women who are carving out their own space and building something from the foundations up. And that's what really lights me up as a brand designer and going on that journey with them to bring that vision to life. I love it. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your past work life before owning your business yeah, yeah so from I kind of knew um, from an early age um, going back even further <laughs> in <laughs> high school in like year nine I knew I wanted to be a graphic designer or at least I knew I didn't want to be a starving artist so um, I found graphic design where I would get a paycheck and when I was 17 started uh, uni and then so that's led to over 20 years now um, before my own business, working in the design industry for boutique, large corporate studios, Sydney, Melbourne and Italy. And um, many of those jobs were one or two years. Uh, with That was kind of standard with the industry, I felt at the time. And that was in like fashion brands, magazines, from weddings to sports cars, creating promotional material, advertising campaigns, working with brands like um, Nine West, Giordano, Ikea, Prime Life, um, Australia Post, and then um, a long stint at Target head office. So um, all really valid, interesting, um, stressful and creative <laughs> rolled into one <laughs> all of those experiences yeah you've um you've got some pretty big brands there that you've worked with that's amazing yeah but you know you kind of learn um the bigger the brand probably like the tighter the style guide and not as much creativity there um I absolutely loved my time at Target um the Australian branch uh really got to run their own show and uh, I predominantly worked on the print design that would be married to the TVCs and working with agencies that came up with um, that new ad campaign, how that would translate in the stores throughout Australia. And then there'd be like 
ABCD grade stores where you had to um, offer a design package um, at the, those different types of stores. And I loved it because it would be constantly changing. Um, no boring annual reports. It was uh, <laughs> just, just fun, fluffy stuff. And I get to walk into stores and see my work. That's awesome. It's funny you say annual reports because that's one of my, well, used to be one of my favourite things to do at work. Oh, <laughs> but, well, yeah, they're pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My life used to be in design in Adobe and now it's more illustrator and branding and endless fonts, which cool. I love. Who do you work with now? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really fortunate. Um, I have tried to niche as uh business coaches tell us uh, it's a great idea and it really has been for me Um, but I'd say the main connection is just people that are improving lives of others which you know just makes me feel so lucky that I get to design and still be uh, play a small part in yeah in in uh, improving lives so those kind of people are speech pathologists child psychologists music therapists, writers, educators, uh, hairdresser, um, optometrist, art school, active wear brands, um, local artists and business coaches. So um, broadly, they are, for me, all a part of that same world of improving businesses and families' lives. I love it. Yeah, yeah it is really, you know, community driven yeah. and and I love I love how you work with a lot of color mm-hmm. like it, it's like bold and colorful and you know you know um and you know they're kind of ch- change change makers wouldn't you say yeah yes I like to say that um I love to work I work with color lovers change makers community builders is kind of like you know my link in bio Instagram line Um, and it's all but it's it is true and um, I think when you do see that bold color you can't help but smile Um, you don't have to like pink I I design lots of brands that aren't pink no Um, I'm always tempted to add a version that includes a little pink and (laughs) uh, a fun fact probably in my teenage years I just wore black so oh wow yeah, but maybe just being a mum of boys, I'm become more girly now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. change over time, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Allowed myself to be bright and vibrant. And yeah, so thank you, Dara. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, Kelly, let's let's talk about the creative process. How do you break down the creative process? Kind of ex- explain it to us. Yeah, well, I think, um, thank you, Dora. I know when we came up with this topic, I thought, you know, I had to take a step back first. And really, it's all about um, respecting the creative process, your your own creative process, process, and reminding ourselves that, you know, when we put our ideas out there, that being, you know, you're writing the jewellery that you make, um, the photography shots that you've taken, uh, all the branding artwork that I've designed. Um, when you share that with the world, it is vulnerable and it is courageous. And we can forget that at times. 
that it's really important to pause. Um, sometimes it's only on reflection after you've been through the entire design process. Um, but um, I think it's a really good way to just pause before you begin to remind yourself that you are the expert in your field. Um, and to remind yourself as well that not everyone can do what you do. Um, I think we all fall into that trap of, oh, they can do that themselves or, um, that, that, you know, what, what, what do I offer that's different? But I think you've really got to find that self-respect in your um, experience and that when someone's come to you and approached you, they already see you as the expert and to own that self-belief goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love yeah. the way you talk about, yes, self-respect, but also respecting the creative process. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've jumped on the bandwagon and finally read Big Magic uh, by Elizabeth <laughs> Gilbert. Uh, I did check the date. It was 2015. It was first released. So it is a few years old now. And I've heard so many others talk about it. So it's like, okay, I'm going to highlight the hell out of that book, which I did. Um, because I can really relate. And I think at different stages of your business, you definitely will get um, more out of it just from that, um, you know, good, bad and ugly experience you might have um, got. Uh, you'll just, the words will just sink in more. But I did want to read out this little section that uh, kind of connects what we're saying. So the essential ingredients for creativity is the same for everyone. Courage enchantment, permission, persistence, and trust. And everyone has universal access to these. And I just really love that because, you know, you don't have to have all the software in the world. You don't have to have, you know, all the high-tech gear in order to be professional in your creative industry. They're the essentials that we all need. That's that's beautiful. Like I got goosebumps when you were reading that. Like oh, I love yeah. it. Well, yeah. it's her words, not mine. <laughs> no, but it no, but you chose that. You chose from you know from all of the book. You could have picked something else, but you chose that bit, and it really resonated. Yeah. And it is about yeah. you know persistence and 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 staying you know staying on your path yeah. and and keep going True. because it can and evolving. Get, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it can it can get hard. You know, yeah. Well, I think back even just from the four years in this little business of mine, I keep adding all these different softwares that I pay for. And, you know, in essence, when I just had Illustrator in the beginning, I was trying to be really conservative with um, what I was spending and not even the whole creative suite. I just had Illustrator and made that work and was really proud of that paycheck. And from there, I I grew slowly in the software that I was signing up to and mentorships and so on. And, of course, adjust my price accordingly. Um, but, again, that's about respecting the effort that I was putting in and um, but, but also taking my time knowing the bare minimal is, is um, still all we need. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's about evolving your business and at different times you'll need different tools. I know mm. that I signed mm. up and, and got this 
amazing piece of software that I'd wanted for ages. And then once I'd implemented it, I didn't love it. And I didn't felt like it worked for my business. Like I felt like it was too robotic and I was like, that's not me. And then you have to make the decision to to change it. Right. So yeah, Yeah, definitely about, you know, owning it and evolving totally. It's true. It's true. I signed up to something this year that I'm not sure if I want to go down that route you know, I've paid to learn um, this particular design area. And, you know, it might have been an expensive learning of what I don't want to do, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, the price shouldn't dictate um, whether I do it or not. But I, you know, part of me goes, oh, gosh, was that a waste of time? Was that a waste of money? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I did. I went back to uni and studied uh, to become a lecturer at uni and I did it for like six months and I was like okay well I did it um, but I would rather design than preach as such to a classroom um, and work one-on-one with businesses is definitely lights me up. Yeah that's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we've been talking about the creative process and I guess some people will be wondering what it is and how do they create their own. So can you tell us a little bit about your creative process? Yeah, well, um, like I said, it's kind of evolved over the years but um, and I keep building on these elements as well. But um, I basically like to take my, um, I guess, consumers, even before their customers, on a journey um, getting to know me through my website and then... Uh, the first touch point would be if they're interested in my package is going through um, my questionnaire. Um, And even one step backwards, I have samples like PDF samples on my website of past client work of a style guide. So um, they can really see the nuts and bolts of what they get working with me um, as clear examples. But I make sure that my questionnaire is really tailored to small business world and the types of clients that I work with. Um, I make my clients do homework as well. It really, (laughs) the creative process is uh, a little bit of cross your fingers and I'm trying to take as much of the guesswork out. Um, There are, you know, everyone's going to be different in the hand-holding process and I just treat every individual Uh, differently in that regard and so um, with that homework is a bit of a mood board for certain things like the font style Um, someone might use the word whimsical I would use the word descriptive font Um, you know I could say retro and what that could mean is retro classic um, newspaper kind of font but it could also mean like your bubble 1970s disco font so um yeah there's just so much room for interpretation that um i try my best to really narrow down a specific area and um ask my clients you know the questions of where they began and where they intend to be in the future to really find that longevity in the design assets that we can make together going through a strategy session with them getting to meet them like over Zoom or in person and really get to the heart behind the work. And then um, taking the learnings from each project, I think 
as you go along, if there are any road speed bumps, um, to really think about how you can eliminate those in the future and, um, and not to uh, overwhelm clients as well, though, with too many options. That's something that I've learned that I'm always being um, a creative field where I can show them so many different versions. Um, it kind of proves the time that I've taken in exploring an idea. But what I've learned through the customer journey is um, the evidence is with me and they've hired and trusted me, they don't need to see um, the 10 versions. Just give them that one strong or that those two strong that I truly believe in, um, not to overwhelm them. Um, because uh, it, it, depending on the individual, um, that can be too much to take on and not see, yeah, the different, um, there might be only a slight variation. So it's like, I need back to that creative process, own it. Which one should be the one that is seen by my client? And I truly try hard to um, create like mock-ups of, let's say I've just done branding for a further education business that go into kinders and work with um, staff in kinders. So I thought about, you know, that lanyard uh, with branding on it, a canvas bag with their um, brand icon on it. So uh, even if they're not wearing a uniform as such, they're branded when they enter a space. Um, so I try the razzle and dazzle in my presentations to really showcase how that branding sits on tangible elements to really show how it works in the real world. And so through that process, um, the, it makes it more believable to the client how it's used. So, um, and then of course, um, when I'm refining my creative process, these days I don't like to dive too deep into a certain direction. And I will share what I call mini uh, concepts with my clients. And then hopefully um, they, they just feel a strong connection to one of those and then we keep going. So they'll see um, concepts sooner doing it that way. And we're both not wasting any time because going down a road that we shouldn't. And I then can feel so much more confident building and expanding from um, that that direction so yeah I love it yeah. that's really cool yeah. yeah um I know we were talking earlier before we jumped on the podcast and you were talking about where you draw inspiration from and that really amazed me can you talk us oh, through okay. where you draw some of your inspiration from yeah well um I guess that we can um you know it could I could be in the supermarket and just see some packaging and the uh, color combinations. Um, I love op shops and not necessarily uh, wanting to buy this vintage dress, even though I love vintage dresses, um, but there just might be this almost ugly but cool color palette. And, you know, I'm always taking photos. I actually always take myself over to the bedding section 
because you're guaranteed to find some really kitsch prints and things like that um, that might draw inspiration for a current project or something I hope to in the future uh, work with someone. Um, I'm always buying fonts um, and hoping that, you know, a project comes along and go, wow, how awesome would it be to create branding with something so unique? And I love supporting artists, you know, like buying artist fonts and I think it just adds to that customization for my clients. When it comes time to just get the sketch pad out and um, just do some drawing and get away from the computer, I could be just staring at like hubcaps and different <laughs> shapes, different intricate shapes that you see there and how, you know, what connects and just really trying to stay away from the socials, from Pinterest. And that's not to say that I would have already um, looked um, at those spaces, but also just drawing a line in the sand and saying, no, okay, taking all that research and um, just brain dumping, I guess, my ideas. And then coming back to the design brief and seeing what really connects um, and, and what feels strong and, and with some of those design elements I might have sketched, how that might connect with, say, the fonts that I was exploring. Cool. That's awesome. Kelly, yeah. we'll start wrapping up now. Where can people find you online? Yes. Uh, well, my website will have all the social details and email. So that's jamcreatives.com.au. Um, so and, uh, yeah, I'm very active on Instagram. And um, look forward to you checking me out. Uh, if you need any design services, I'm always kind of looking at different avenues, um, working with people that have established businesses as well. Um, not everyone's looking for branding from scratch or a, or a rebrand, but I feel like they need other design tools. So, yeah, I've just recently um, come up with the designer for the day where I can be a part of your business for the day and we can smash out some design assets that will help you and your business grow. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. And um, from today, what, what if there was one key takeaway that, that listeners could take away, what would that be? Yeah, so I think you've got to trust your gut and you know where to put your energy. Remind yourself the experience that you've already had, good, bad, ugly, um, and maybe the education, uh, whether that's industry-based or university, it really doesn't matter. Um, you've, when you've explored many ideas and you've stayed true to the design brief, um, that remember that you're the expert and when you explain the theory behind your ideas, um, you, it shouldn't be a hard sell. And um, yeah, I, there's many examples where I'm, that's something I'm constantly working on right now. So um, time is precious for everyone. And yeah, where there are spaces, you can uh, pull back. And, you know, I suggest do that and trust your gut. I love it. 
Thanks so much, Kelly, for um, being our guest for today. I um, have loved our chat and um, you've definitely got me thinking about, you know, how I can change my my process. Is it time for a bit of a, a little bit of a, um, I don't want to say pivot. I don't like that word, but no, maybe a pivot. No. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a shake up and that's it. I mean, you might be doing all the things. I know you're... Um, You've got lots of, um, you know, free downloads and things like that where people can reach you and, you know, you provide a lot of knowledge. And, um, yeah, I think that you should shout that out more because <laughs> yeah, you do. You're, you're so helpful, but you're, but you're a quiet achiever. Yes, that, that is definitely. I like to be behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Great. Thanks so much, Kelly. Um, have a wonderful day, listeners, and um, stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.